the truth express with your conductor erskine who give you the latest on national news politics policies business and government issues selwyn duke selwyn's written for the new american for over a decade he's also written for the hill the observer american conservative world net daily american thinker and many other print and online publications He's contributed to college textbooks published by Gail uh, Cengage uh, Learning. He's appeared as a frequent guest on television, on radio. We're going to discuss two really hot topics. One is COVID and the ghost of Nuremberg, and Democrats are kicking blacks to the curb. You can get his writings at thenewamerican.com, contributor Selwyn Duke, or selwynduke.typepad.com. All that's listed at Truth Express Radio. TruthExpressRadio.com. Now, I'm your ho- your conductor for this Express Erskine. We're trying to present the truth, and this article that you've written, Selwyn, I'm telling you, this this really knocked it out of the ballpark. COVID and the ghost of Nuremberg. Wow, wow! You're telling <laughs> it the way it is. A life saving treatment denied nurses. Um, at Nuremberg and the nurses here, they're saying we were just following orders, just following orders. Where'd we hear that before, Selwyn? Yeah, yeah, it's hard to imagine, Erskine, huh? but that's become a notorious phrase, as those of us even mildly acquainted with history know. We were just following orders, or we are just following orders, and eerily, this frontline nurse who was working with COVID patients, Nicole Siratek, she right. heard that line, as you just indicated, yeah, as an explanation for why COVID patients were not receiving life-saving treatment. And you can stop me if you've gone through this before on your show. But we've gone through it. Us, but the fact the fact is, yeah. they weren't. They're not giving people the treatments that work. They're giving them rindisafir that destroys the kidneys and doesn't work. They're giving them anything that doesn't work. They're trying to rely on the vaccines when they've got ivermectin which they know works they've got hydroxychloroquine that they know works and they are forbidding patients to take it and people are dying because of that this is in inhumane isn't it it really is it really is and dr peter mccullough who is a renowned expert in this field in fact he is one of the more published experts in his field he explained early on in 2020 how you deal with COVID. He explained this in front of government bodies. He said it's a three-step process. First, you inhibit the viral, ep- uh, viral replication. Then you right. treat the immune system dysregulation. Then you treat the thrombosis. And in that way, you can get people through this disease. And I have to tell you something. Not only have I heard about ivermectin, the ivermectin protocol, how effective it is, not only have good studies indicated that it is effective, Erskine, but I have seen it work with people close to me. Two people I know developed COVID a while back. Both are in a very vulnerable category. Both developed trouble breathing. They took the ivermectin along with the zinc, and of course it's a whole (laughs) protocol, involves other medications as well, and one of them... Yeah, one of them literally felt better five minutes later. She said right. she never saw a medication work so fast in her whole life. And the other individual also said it worked very, very quickly, and he was extremely impressed. So I am convinced it's effective, but it's been denied to patients, as we said. 
And part of this has to do with bureaucracy. You know, there's this doctor, again, stop me if I'm going on too long, Dr. Ted Noel, he's retired now. He writes out of Florida for American Thinker. I've talked to him on the phone, and he wrote right. a great article at American Thinker quite a while back about why doctors can't prescribe ivermectin, because it's off-label. If they do, their careers can literally be ruined. They can be kicked out of the Medicare system for a couple of years. They really can lose their whole income because of all the red tape, because of how you have to toe the line and just go by the official protocols. So then we have to say, well, the official protocols are the source of the problem, right? And who is responsible for the official protocols? People such as Anthony Fauci, our health authorities in general, who were pushing these so-called vaccines, just flying in the face of common sense, instead of establishing a proper treatment protocol early on. I mean, I think it was Dr. McCullough himself who said a long time ago, it's criminal that we don't at this late stage have any treatment protocol for COVID. How is that possible? This is 2020. I mean, it was at the time. And, you know, the point is, is that he said, if we had established a proper treatment protocol early on, McCullough said, 85% of the people who died of this illness would have been saved. That was his right. estimate. Now, think about the kind of numbers we're talking about. So these people literally have blood on their hands. There's no question about it. People such as Anthony Fauci, Dr. Deborah Burks, I would say, all the rest of them. Redfield, Fra who used Francis to be, I think, Collins. the head of Francis yeah, Collins yeah. and the guy down at the University of North Carolina. Right, all of them. Now, I also had a friend of mine. She was in her 70s. She had COVID. She was lying in bed for about two weeks. She took the uh, uh, ivermectin. And uh, within hours, within two hours, she's feeling better. And by the fifth day, it's a five-day protocol. By the fifth day, uh, she woke up and her cough was gone completely. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. And that yeah. worked. And the thing is, the NIH and Fauci was working on the gain of function with Wuhan. He was making money off of it. Uh, Bill Gates made $200 billion dollars. In one month, he was bragging about it. Selwyn, he was bragging about it, making $200 billion in one month. Fauci made a lot of money off of it. He had patents on the HIV, which they were including, because what the gain of function did, weaponized it so it could get from animals into people. That's what he was working on. And so he was the father of the COVID, and he was pushing, uh, uh, not working for any treatment, all hopes were into the vaccine. The jab was not uh, patriotic. We were told that. Don't take the jab and you're going to lose your job, lose your friends. I mean, the shots failed. The mortality rates were worse than one in 200-year catastrophe. Shots were simply yes. not working. And then you see people like, uh, recently, we've got Kamala Harris and we've got people like Nancy Pelosi. They're all coming down with COVID. They've had the shots. They've been double boosted and everything else. And they say ridiculous things. They're saying, oh, well, it would have been worse if we hadn't had the shots. You don't know that. And the other thing that they've done is 215 members of Congress have all taken either hydroxy or iver ivermectin. They've taken it, but we can't get it. I've got a doctor friend of mine who was on. And they're going yep. after her license, Selwyn. They're going after her license for prescribing it. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned Erskine, those members of Congress. Yes, because behind the scenes, many of them have sought this treatment precisely because they know it works. They see through the propaganda. They almost, know really almost, half, almost half of Congress has taken it. That's what's so insane. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And remember, part of the reason this is going on is that the drug companies don't make a lot of money off ivermectin. No, you can no. buy that for $1.20 a dose. Or, or hydroxychloroquine, but you can get you can get both of those over the counter in places like Mexico and places like Africa and India. You can get it over the counter. Isn't that interesting? Right. Yeah, that really is something. In fact, that's another issue. But I think we go overboard in this country with making medications prescription. And, of course, certain medications have to be. I understand that. But I think in many cases, it's a violation of legitimate freedoms. I think people should be able to make an informed decision. But anyway, there are ways of obtaining ivermectin from overseas. But I don't know if I want to get into that. (laughs) But, no, this whole thing is ridiculous because, look, even if what they say is true about these so-called vaccines, and I say so-called because they're not true vaccines, Erskine, they don't actually prevent you from contracting and transmitting the disease. Supposedly, they just right. mitigate its symptoms once you develop it. So I understand that a better way to describe them is as mRNA therapy agents or gene therapy agents. And I believe one oh. of these drug companies, yeah, I don't know if it's Pfizer or one of the others, actually classifies it as gene therapy. If you yeah, look it's not, not, a, not, a back, not a vaccine, as we know. Now, I'm going to quote from your article. Uh, the secession yeah. of ungodly medical experimentation on humankind immediately, they called for. Never before has immunization of the entire planet been accomplished by delivering a synthetic mRNA into the human body. It's a miracle experiment to which the Nuremberg Code must be applied. Now, the people who said that were survivors of the Holocaust. These are not medical doctors. They're survivors of the Holocaust. They're seeing the same thing happen. That's that to me was amazing. Right. Yes. Well, they are survivors of the Holocaust. And that's what makes this so significant, because when you invoke the Nazis, when putting forth a position or making an argument, supposedly that's supposed to immediately lose you the argument. And when Robert F. Kennedy quite a while back alluded to the Nazis or referenced the Nazis when he was talking about the so-called vaccines, he was really pilloried in the media. But here you have Holocaust survivors. Who Who would know better? Who would know better than a Holocaust survivor, right? They go into some of the detail of the experiments they did. This is just an extension of the same type experiments, right? Right, right. Well, you know, the Nuremberg Code has not been applied at all since World War II. These Holocaust survivors think it should be, and they make their case, and certainly they can do it with moral credibility because of their status. And it is interesting. These people who visited this disaster upon us, this disaster that was this overreaction to COVID, definitely should be held accountable, Erskine, in some way. There's no question about it. I mean, this has been possibly the greatest blunder in all of American history, this reaction to COVID, if you want to call it a blunder. Because you look at what these people did, pursuing ridiculous courses of action, not just these gene therapy agents, the so-called vaccines, but visiting lockdowns upon us, when we've known for a long time that not only do lockdowns not work to mitigate the spread of the disease, studies have shown that, 
but they're actually counterproductive. They cause more death and disease over the course of time. There was a study out of South Africa that indicated that the lockdown there would cause 20 time, 29 times as much death as the pandemic alone would. Sweden now, I understand too. that South Africa. Sweden yeah, never had a may, lockdown. Right. Yeah. It may not be the same ratio here, but the point is, is that people weren't seeking other treatments because we were locked down. They weren't seeking cancer evaluations, getting cancer right. treatments, heart evaluations. You have to understand there was greater suicide, drug use, alcohol abuse, so on and so forth, domestic abuse, child abuse, a whole host of things that I can't even think right now that were secondary effects of these lockdowns. So all of this we knew was folly. We knew that areas and countries, states that were not locked down were doing at least as well with COVID as the ones that were locked down. But yet right. these leaders, so-called leaders, have persisted with this ridiculous policy. And I think a big part of it, I've said this for a long time, Erskine, and I'm surprised that no one else points it out, is that they simply can't admit fault. They're too deep into this. Oh, fault. no, 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 no. I think yeah. it's worse than that. I think it's worse than I that. I do, too, but I think it's part of it. Uh, yeah. Part of it is that uh, when they came in with the COVID, they brought in fear. And fear right. led to uh, people not thinking. Fear led to loss of common sense. We'll be back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single goal? Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. They put people in fear, and they've lost common sense. That was what part of it was about. People were not thinking right. They're not thinking straight. They still aren't. Now, when you're looking at the situation, the shot has some major problems. They found, uh, what, 1,900 or 1,600 problems with it when they started releasing Pfizer's documentation that wasn't supposed to be released for 75 years. They're starting to release some of it, and the figures are not good at all. They're finding that it really compromises your immune system. Lots and lots of problems. You've got the clots with them that are forming. Uh, it's also uh, having a lot of really bad situations with the myocarditis. And children, they won't give them the shots, and they they don't get it. The receptor sites aren't formed. Nobody's telling you to stay away from ibuprofen. Nobody's telling you to stay away from certain heart medications, the ACE inhibitors that also form the receptor sites. But let's get back to Nuremberg Code. Uh, you, consent is essential. Uh, the nature, the duration, the purpose of the experiment, they must disclose the side effects. None of that was done, was it, was it, Selwyn? None of that. 
No, it wasn't done at all. And you mentioned children. You mentioned the death caused by these gene therapy agents. I oh, mean, yes. And then. Yeah, an analysis was done of the VAERS database, that's the Vaccine Adver Adverse Event Reporting System, and it found that heart attacks are 71 times more likely with this so-called vaccine than they right. are after taking other vaccines. You mentioned children. It's criminal trying to give children these shots because Absolutely. they're basically not affected by this disease. The CDC itself, not that I think the CDC is a great authority, but they've been pushing this nonsense. They themselves admitted a long time ago in October 2020 that the survival rates for COVID are thus. If you're zero to 19 years old, your survival rate is 99.997%. If you're 20 to 49, it's 99.98%. And if you're 50 to 69, that's supposed to be a high-risk group, right? right? Your survival rate is still 99.5%. An analysis was done, another analysis. It found that if you give kids these shots, 117 kids will die from the jab for every child saved from COVID. Not only that, there was a study, Erskine, out of Germany. Now, Germany is a nation of about 83 million people, I believe. Right, right. And it analyzed 15 months of the pandemic and how many healthy kids in Germany during that period died of COVID 15 months, zero, zero. Right. If you have a healthy child, he will not die of COVID. If that is, well, you had a, you had a Supreme court judge Sotomayor say a hundred thousand kids are in the hospital. I mean, this is the type of uh, absolute lies that we're hearing coming from the Supreme court Nuremberg code. We'll go through the rest of these. Fruitful results for good of society. Uh, it uh, it's you have to assume that it can't be done by any other me measure, which isn't the case. Uh, avoid unnecessary physical, mental suffering. Risk never to exceed the problem. Well, it certainly is. Heart attack seventy one times greater greater than any previous vaccine, and terminate any stage if injury, disability, or death occurs. Now, that is the Nuremberg Code. It's violating every aspect of the Nuremberg Code, isn't it? Well, it certainly is. It certainly is. I mean, Dr. McCullough said a long time ago that these gene therapy agents, quote, mechanism of action is clearly poisonous. That's what he said. And he said, Erskine, right. that these drugs are far and away the most lethal toxic biologic agents ever injected into a human body in American history. Now, whether he's overstating the case or not, I don't know. But the point is, you have to be wary. You have to look before you leap. These are untested drugs. And understand something else. This is what's really most compelling, I think, to me. And this is mentioned in my article. There's an insurance executive. This was around late December. He was in some online conference. His name is Scott Davison. And remember, we don't know that he's political at all. He wasn't trying to make a political point, but he was talking about what's going on in the insurance industry, Erskine. Right, and this right. relates to the deaths caused supposedly by the gene therapy agents. Here we're going to a break. All right. <laughs> no. We'll talk about that when we were Yeah. Yeah. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal 
fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. A Johnson Johnson scientist. J&J made the third third shot. He had Moderna, Pfizer, and J&J. The scientist told Project Veritas people shouldn't take the company's vaccine. Uh, J&J executives stated emphatically, children do not need the shot. You think they're crazy, or do you think the guy knew what he was talking about? He developed it. He all know what he's talking about. The insurance, yeah. uh, what they had to do, change actuarial tables? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's make clear that the reason why that came forth, that information, Erskine, was that these executives, drug company executives, were caught in a sting operation by Project Veritas. This was on right. a hidden video. They wouldn't say this publicly, knowingly, but behind the scenes, they admitted what the truth is. And before the break, I was talking about this insurance CEO, Scott right. Davison. He's the head of One America, which is based in Indianapolis, and he was in this online conference. Again, we don't know that he's political at all. He was not trying to make a political statement, but he was talking about how they're seeing a huge increase in deaths now in the insurance industry all across the country. Most of them are non-COVID deaths, and he said that this is so extreme that it's the equivalent of a one in 200 year catastrophe. It's wow. 40% above the norm. 40%. He said a one in 200 year catastrophe, I'm quoting him now, would be 10% increase over pre pandemic. So 40% is just unheard of, unquote. That's what he said. So you can put two and two together. What could be causing this tremendous increase in death? Now, I suppose, Erskine, if you want to be completely scientific about it, you have to say, well, we could theorize, but we don't really know. But if you want to evaluate it the way the man on the street would, I think you have to say, okay, well, these are non-COVID deaths mainly. What has changed in our society? Well, what's right. changed is that we're inoculating people with this untested drug, or drugs, I should say. And by the way, all of this increased death was the third quarter of 2021, I believe, and that coincided with the time when they started administering these drugs. So I don't know. It looks very, very damning, and this tells you why these politicians have a vested interest in trying to keep this under wraps, because if the truth ever came out, can you imagine the number of careers that would be ruined? In fact, we have to wonder how many of these people would end up going to prison because what they've done to the American people and the people of the world is just unconscionable. It is. It is. And if you tried to talk about it, then you, they would ban you from Facebook. They'd ban you from Twitter and the other outlets. I've had it happen. They'll ban you. Yeah. They'll ban you from everything. 
Now, this is just uh, absolute. This is not the country we believe in where you don't at least let people discuss it and see and decide for themselves what to do. But we're not giving it. I have never have you ever seen such an all out publicity blitz. Take the shot. Take the jab. Do this. Do this. Do this. Do it now. You're unpatriotic if you don't. I've never seen such a, people were so scared. I saw people jogging in the fresh air with their dog with a mask on. They were looking to put masks on their dogs even. I mean, this is just <laughs> insanity. <laughs> no, I mean, Selwyn, it's insanity what's been going on. People have lost their minds, and this was part of it. When you're in fear, you don't think. This is where they put the American public. Right, right. Well, yeah, the best is when you see those people driving all alone in vehicles with the windows oh, rolled up. Right, with, right. You know what I'm going to say? A mask on. And you're I just know. thinking, what is this person's understanding of science? I mean, this is downright medieval in terms of the ignorance of the microscopic world that's evidence there. You, I mean, you, don't, you don't have to understand science, Selwyn. Dr. Fauci told us that he is science. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it's absolutely ridiculous. It really is. And, you know, there's that saying, Erskine, people go mad in herds, but they only come to their senses one at a time. And that really is the problem here. Uh, Even in my area, I live in a very liberal area. You see so many people walking around in the fresh air with these ridiculous face diapers on. And Fauci himself admitted that many of these masks do no good anyway. That was in a February 5th email, I think, last year that was uncovered of his. In other yeah, words, behind did. the scenes, he's telling the truth. Yeah. Then, then he says, put on two, three, or four masks. Well, you know, you can put a plastic bag over your head. You won't be able to breathe, but uh, you'll be safe. I mean, it's insanity. Now, you wrote another article that I really enjoyed. Democrats kicking blacks to the curb. More uh, uh, with systemic racist illegal immigration. This is really hurting the blacks in this country, isn't it? Making them harder to get jobs. Wages are lowering. Their values are decreasing. This is really not a good situation. This is a group that they thought was strongly Democrat. It isn't anymore. There are a lot more blacks uh, running in the Republican Party, I think, than Democrat Party right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, we still have yet to see a huge shift where blacks are voting for Republicans in large numbers. However, some have moved into the Republican column. At least they did that with Trump. And there was a really interesting poll a while back that was shocking that showed that the GOP had 50 percent or more, I forget exactly, support among Hispanics, which is basically unprecedented. And if the blacks ever come back to the Republican Party, in a way they'll be coming home because black Americans did vote Republican in the 30s, 40s, even into the 50s. That only started changing in the 60s, and then quickly it reached a point where 90-plus percent of them, every election, were voting for Democrat candidates. And here we have a situation, and of course this is pretty common with humanity, where people are voting for their own demise. Because it's a very simple concept here, not hard to understand. It's supply and demand. If you increase the number of low-skilled workers in an economy, then their value within the market decreases. Now, this affects all people who are low-skilled, citizens who are, but it affects blacks inordinately because they tend to constitute an inordinate number of the low-skilled workers. Here are some statistics. I'm quoting someone now here. I guess I should say who it is, right? It is this Adrian Norman. 
he wrote this Newsweek piece, about six in ten adult black males have a high school diploma or less, and black men are disproportionately employed in the low-skilled labor market, where they are more likely to be in labor competition with immigrants. Okay, And also, if you look at these illegal aliens and other immigrants, they're concentrated in the big cities. So are black Americans. So they come into competition there. And the point is, is this hurts all Americans. It's absolutely disgusting. And we don't need more low-skilled workers in the United States. We already have an unemployment rate, a true unemployment rate that's quite high. You can't get people to do jobs because the government has been giving them so much free money. And not only that, here's something that's hardly ever mentioned. When you hear all these calls for more low-skilled workers, like what's her name, the former chancellor of Germany, Angela Merkel, she said this. She said, well, you know, we need these low-skilled workers. Well, every week or so, we hear about how robots are going to be supplanting more and more workers in the coming decades, in particular low-skilled workers. So, no, that's not what we need in the modern economy. And, of course, that's not the main reason we should eliminate illegal migration, but it certainly is one reason, and it does hurt black Americans. And If only more of them knew it, maybe they would stop voting for the very people who are stabbing them in the back with terrible policy. But as someone who I quoted pointed out in my article, and we all know it, blacks, again, historically in modern times have voted 90-plus percent for Democrats, and if they can count on your vote, then they don't have to worry about serving you, right? Because they can take your vote for granted. So what they're doing instead is they're trying, the Democrats, to import more voters. That is the idea. I've been warning about this for many, many years. Pat Buchanan has as well. Now, again, these statistics have changed just recently. But typically, these immigrant groups would come, these illegal aliens, from the third world, 85 to 90 percent of them. That's true of our legal immigrants as well. And historically, when they would be naturalized, about 70 to 90 percent of them would vote Democrat. And that's why the Democrats have been so keen on immigration and illegal migration. It's not because they're so compassionate. It's not because they love these people so much. It's because they believe it's a key to cementing permanent power. It's it's very interesting, Selwyn. They don't care about the immigrants coming from Cuba because those people understand socialism. They're not going to vote Democrat. So they are concerned that they come from other countries. They don't want them from Cuba because those people understand it. And the other point that you made was illegals are taking entry-level jobs. And there's nowhere for people uh, to take an entry-level job because they're being taken by the illegals. So you can't work your way up anymore. That's a terrible thing, isn't it? It is. It is. And, you know, as I pointed out in my article, this denies young black people and others an opportunity to get their feet wet, get into the job market, develop skills, develop a work ethic. These things are very, very important. And we have sayings that apply to this work ennobles man, busy hands or happy hands. So it's very, very important that people do something productive with their lives and not just hang out on a street corner. Work is not something that we should view as a trial. Work is actually a blessing. It's a blessing from God for the aforementioned reasons. So it's very important that you stop this influx of these low-skilled individuals. Like I said, we don't need this. And by the way, 
everyone talks about on the left, oh, living wage, you know, we need to raise the minimum wage. Well, guess what? If you want to increase the value of low-skilled workers within the context of the economy, what you do is you make them rarer commodities. That's what you do. If you flood this country with low-skilled workers, they're not going to be worth very much. If you don't, if they're in higher demand, employers have to pay more. And that's the more conservative, more common sense oriented way of spreading the wealth around. Well, you've got a couple of other situations with black America. Uh, had a black physician on and uh, in the interest of being honest, I'll tell you who it was. Her name's Marilyn Singleton out of Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. And Marilyn was talking about what's been going on. Uh, I said, the blacks, 40% of the blacks aren't taking the COVID shot. I think I know why. Mm-hmm. And Marilyn said, I think I do too. See, the, when they did the Tuskegee syphilis experiment, right. they kept kept that going for years after they had a cure for syphilis and people were dying. They don't trust the government. Martin Luther King was a Republican. People forget that. He told judge people by the character, not the color of their skin. We're looking at racism coming up. And they don't care about equity. They don't care about diversity or racism. And you talk about this in your article. Black's main concern is crime and violence. And they don't trust the government. They have never had a reason to trust the government. Government offers them another plantation. And this is not right. This is not what they want. Now, under Trump, I'm not saying Trump was the greatest going. Well, he was. But the fact of the matter is, (laughs) under Under Donald J. Trump, black entrepreneurship hit levels that we have never, never seen in this country before. That's all being destroyed now. Entrepreneurship in this country is being destroyed. You go down the street, you see a little shop, it's empty. That's somebody's dream that died. And this is exactly what's happening. A lot of black people were becoming entrepreneurs. They were trying to get part of the American capitalist system. Capitalism creates jobs uh socialism just takes the wealth away that's the main thing capitalism is about the individual socialism's about the collective i see individuals martin luther king saw individuals you see individuals not a collective and blacks appreciate that and know that and i think that this election they're going to change and turn they're tired of being lumped in together and they're tired of Black Lives Matter, mattering for some, but not for others. Not mattering for uh, Mr. Evans, the the guardsman in Texas. You didn't see uh, Kamala Harris at his funeral. You didn't see uh, Joe Biden. You didn't see Al Sharpton at his funeral. Saw him at uh, George Floyd's funeral. You didn't see him at uh, Evans' funeral. The man who jumped in and saved two people, two illegals coming across this country, later found out they were carrying drugs. He didn't ask what they were doing. He didn't ask who they were or anything else. He was a hero. That is somebody, that's a black life that should really matter. Yeah, well, absolutely. And you mentioned how black entrepreneurship is maybe not as great now. And remember something here. If you're a leftist, if you're in the Democrat Party and you rely on the votes of the poor and dependent on government, you don't want those people to become self-sufficient. You're a power monger. You have to keep them under control. They have to be beholding to you for everything. Right. 
Well, exactly, exactly. Remember, when people start businesses and they become successful and they have intact families, they you in don't general become them. right more what we call conservative. Conservative. Right. They see all the money they have to pay to the government through their business. They don't like that. They become more likely to vote for people who believe in smaller governments. So if you're reliant upon the poor and, quote, downtrodden for your power, what do you want to do? What do you want to create more of? The poor and downtrodden. So these people, these leftists, do not have our best interests at heart. I've said this before, probably on your show, you have to remember that Many of the people in politics are power mongers. They're megalomaniacs. That's why they gravitate toward politics. And just like some people lust after food or money or sex, those are motivations we can all understand because we have them to some degree, just hopefully not to a disordered degree. These people lust after power in the same way, and that makes them dangerous. Absolutely. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no-fee-for-life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Delwyn Duke is one of the best writers. He is a true journalist. We don't have too many of those left. If you want a magazine that's full of true journalism, subscribe to The New American. It really is. These are people who are explaining what's going on. No frills, just telling you the truth. You want to know where the truth is? That's where it is. It's uh, there. It isn't on the mainstream news. You can't listen to Fox. You can't listen to MSNBC. And it was really uh, enjoyment to see that CNN fell apart. Nobody wants to pay for what they're not watching anyway. So what I want to ask you, what do you see happening? You've got you something, anything that you want to talk about. We've got about five minutes left, Selwyn. Okay. Well, you mentioned before the break, Erskine, how black Americans are more likely to distrust the government than other groups right. are. And I want to point out that in a way, that's a quintessentially American sentiment. The Founding Fathers, what did they espouse? Well, among other things, they were very, very leery of government power, weren't they? They didn't trust government. That's why they gave us the Constitution they did. They wanted to constrain government. So we shouldn't trust government too much. Yes, we should love our country, and we should work towards making it something that's lovable. And by that, I mean making it a moral land, a place that we can be proud of, We should love our country, but we shouldn't necessarily trust government too much. You want to be careful about that. I mean, 
I think here about this Hispanic father, his name escapes me right now, but he was speaking in Texas, I think in front of a government body, because his 16-year-old son died after taking a COVID shot. 16 years old. And he was in tears saying, my son was my best friend. And he said, quote, my government lied to me. That's what he said. And he found that out, that you shouldn't trust government too much the hard way. So, no, you can't trust it. You put your trust in God completely. As far as human beings go, well, it's on a case-by-case basis. And as I said before the break with (laughs) politicians, you have to be especially careful because many of them are people with personality disorders, like being megalomaniacs. They're not normal at all. (laughs) Remember Remember Ronald Reagan's words, the most dangerous words in the world. He said, I'm from the government. I'm here to help you. Now, that's, right. that's, that is probably one of the best things that I've ever heard. Ronald Reagan had a way of putting things just so succinct. But I'm from the government. I'm here to help you. That is an extremely dangerous thing to hear because they're never there to help you. They're there about, as you said, it's all about power, power and greed. That is their narcotic. That's their, the, what they trade in. And it means more than the money or anything else. And the money comes with the power. They want to have control over all of us, but most of us don't want to be controlled. We're, we're, we're too individual. I believe this country will come back from that, don't you? Yeah, well, I hope so. I'm probably not as optimistic as you are, but if we want freedom, we have to understand that a prerequisite for that is what? Virtue in the people, morality, as the Founding Fathers stressed. To quote right. Edmund Burke, the Anglo-Irish philosopher, he said, It is ordained in the constitution of things that men of intemperate minds cannot be free. Their passions forge their fetters. That's what he said. And that is ever true. And we have to understand, if we won't step up to the plate and be virtuous people, we're going to lose our freedom, whether we like it or not. As the Roman emperor, Marcus Aurelius, put it, he said, stand erect or you'll be made to stand erect. Okay. Now the problem is, is maybe he had good intentions there. Our governments don't always make us stand erect. They make us bend over and bow down to their particular brand of immorality, as we see today with the so-called transgender agenda and so many other things. And this brand Covidian ritual. You're bringing it right back to where we need that. This is demonic. What's going on right now? It's demonic. We've got to get back to God. God is our refuse. God is our choice. We've got to get back to God. We've got to get back to the jail system. Uh, uh, so the first thing they did on COVID is shut down the churches. This is not a, not by accident that they did that. Right. And the liquor stores remained open and the abortion, abortion clinics, right? clinics. Right. Yeah. Right. That tells you what their priorities are, doesn't it? Doesn't that it? That's very, very telling. Showed you exactly what the priorities were, and they had people living in fear. And when they go in fear, they just scatter, and they don't make sense. And that's exactly where we are. And we have to get back to it. We've got to bring get back to the Judeo-Christian belief system. They've done away with Judeo-Christian work ethic. We've seen that, haven't we, Selwyn? Well, absolutely, of course. And again, that plays into big government's hands, because when people are very lazy and they're dependent, then, of course, the government can control them, like we've said. And FDR said there's nothing to fear but fear itself. He wasn't really right about that. There are other things to fear, but we do have to fear fear, because it's used to control us. 
and The Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs operating five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.